Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. Hey, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, what happens when you're not loving it anymore? Today, I'm talking with a caller who's worried her own business just isn't doing it for her anymore. And it's a successful business. Plus, stick around for a new round of rapid fire questions. Hi, Barbara. My name is Amy and I'm from Dallas, Texas. I started a private beauty college almost four years ago with only three students enrolled. And now we currently have up to 300 students. It was always my dream to have a beauty college that was geared towards the working adult. However, now that I've been running the school, I realize that I don't really enjoy managing people and some of the stresses that come with it. Um, as I'm approaching 40, I kind of want to transition to being more of a happy wife and a present mom. However, I am deciding if I should sell the business of my school or just continue to grow it. Uh, if you could please help me or give me some advice. I've been following you for such a long time, and I, I've heard some of your thoughts on you know starting a business just to sell it, which wasn't my intention, but this is where I'm at. If you can give me any help, that would be so great. Thank you, Barbara. 300 students, I was amazed. I, I actually checked the numbers, seeing if we had gotten it wrong in four years. How the heck did yes. you do that? That is not an easy feat. Not at all. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah, it's um, it's been a journey. Uh, you know, with COVID-19, we had to shut down schools, but we were allowed to go online, which actually ended up working very well for a lot of stay-at-home moms or people that, you know, couldn't go to campus. You're saying, Amy, COVID helped you? It did. Well, it, 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 we had to pivot and then it, it, we made it work by going online. So, um, and students were able to enroll from all over. I'm curious whether when you went online, did you close your physical school? No, we stayed open. Yeah. And you have one location? I wasn't sure. Yes, one location. And what percentage of your uh, students now come physically to class and what percentage are just taking it online? I would say about 60 online, 40 in person. Mm, okay, that's terrific. It's, it's hard to straddle both areas and do both well. Usually something's got to give and doesn't do so well, but it seems like you've accomplished that. What I would think looking at you that you would have the easiest time in the world uh, managing people. You, you're pretty, you're likable, you have good energy. I would Thank think you. it would be like child's play for you to manage people. What part of it don't you like? Um, you know, I feel like I'll have a good team meeting and the directives are very clear. And then I, but I'm also in the beauty industry. So I think we're a lot more free spirited. Um, so that might be part of it. Um, but yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm, I have to micromanage in order to make sure things are run properly. And I, I don't want to babysit adults. Mm, okay. Do you feel that you give directives and people don't pay attention to you generally, or you give directives to some people who don't pay attention to you, others are fine? 
I think um, people pay attention for sure. I think that um, sometimes they, they don't just complete all of their tasks. So and could you give me an example of what that might look like? In other words, who would you be directing, what their position would be, what you'd expect of them, and then where do they fall short? So I have a director in a, uh, of education and a director of operations. And um, I think my director of education, like if I want them to make sure that they're with the, with the educators to make sure they're supported so that the students are supported, um, maybe if there's conflict on that side, sometimes I don't think that the director may want to address those issues. Um, so, so I'll say, hey, I need you to speak with, you know, this instructor, we've had a few complaints about, you know, lectures not being posted on time. Um, and that, that follow through may not happen. Mm, I see. That's disastrous for your business because that's called quality control. And then, of yes. course, the problem becomes your problem again. Yeah, that's very discouraging. How about with your operations director? Very similar. Um, you know, operations is more marketing, customer service. So, again, that's very important to me. Um, but sometimes the ball is dropped there. Um, yeah. Okay. So I feel like if, if I could clone myself, I think I would be okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think we all would like to do that, but it just doesn't actually work that way, right? Um, may I ask you, um, those are your two directors. They're the, the two head honchos, right? How long have they worked for you? Um, almost two years. Yeah. yeah. And how old are your children, by the way, Amy? Uh, four and 16. Just lit up. Oh, so you probably feel the pull too of spending more time with your four-year-old, I would imagine, right? Well, both, yeah, because 16-year-olds, they need their, you know, they're in that weird stage, so. Okay. Um, how did you find your uh, directors? Did you interview a lot of people or did they, uh, were they one of your students and you took a fancy to them and hired them for the job? So how did that happen? They were hired as instructors first and uh, they did really well. And so they got promoted. Mm -hmm. And you promoted them from being instructors to being directors because they were good at instruction? Yes. And at that time, organization, yes. An organization as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, of course, you could try to sell your business. It's never easy to sell a business when you want to sell it. Somehow very easy to sell it. Somebody approaches you when you don't want to sell it. I don't know why it works that way. But you could attempt to sell your business. But... I, I just wonder if it uh, might be premature. May I ask you, do you have contact with your, um, and I'll get back to what I was saying, do you have contact with your individual students, like you're talking with them as part of the course material? Are you a factor or are you working always behind the scenes? On campus, I'm a factor. And in the beginning of COVID, I was very present, um, but now that we have full instructor, I'm not as present online, but on campus, I'm very hands-on. And why would you not be more present online with your face and your talent, your salesmanship and your ability to make people like you? Why would you, why do you opt not to? I'm not criticizing, I'm just curious you're thinking on it. Well, I think because I'm, I'm wearing other hats, you know, so, but yeah, I'm wearing so many hats, even though I have directors. Like What's still that? HR and still payroll and still um, marketing. Um, but I could step on there. 
Uh, well, no, I, I just a couple. I'll give you my honest reaction to you, okay? And then you can choose to ignore me. I think you have the wrong people in those spots. I think the idea that you set people up, one to take care of education, one operation. Uh, it's easy to find an education person uh, through uh, pirating a good teacher. If they decide what should be educated, what the curriculum is, what they should change, uh, what, what students they could attract, I mean, all that kind of thing. It's easy to find a person like that from teachers, but to find a good operations person ain't so easy. You know, you almost want an executive secretary. I wouldn't call an executive secretary, but with operations, you want someone who is buttoned up, like a number 10 on their ability to get buttoned up. You almost want a business partner, you know, or someone that you could rely on uh, for anything that's mechanical and the nuts and bolts of running a business so that you could be free to fly and do what you do well. I can tell what you do well. It's not operations. It's not your thing. I mean, you could probably organize yourself and get, get it together. Probably part of the reason why the follow through is not happening is probably your, your even, I would guess your instruction is probably not as clear or crystal clear or as mechanical as it needs to be to run an organization. Who do you know that could work opposite you with an opposite skill set? Really organized, loves to solve problems, get their hands dirty, jump in there. Not even necessarily a nice person. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Not even, you don't even need a big personality for that. You need somebody like a, a good army person. You know anybody in the army? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I know you know someone of 300 people. There's got to be uh, some, some kind of a little tough person that yeah. you use. I think you army. just need people in those jobs, honestly. I will think about it. I'm, I do know some tough people. Um, among the 300 people, you don't really know those 300, right? No. Is there a way you could get to know them? Among 300 people, when I built a business, by the time I had 50 people that I knew, I had a lot of people with different talents I tapped into. Mm, okay. 300 people is a mass of, of minds. Uh, somebody there, if not three or four people are good. But how could you get to know them better? Because you're not knowing them is a disadvantage to yourself. Because you can't find your talent among the people that are in your circle. How can you, how can you get to know them? Is it a one-way or two-way street when they're taking uh, courses online? It's both. You know, we have live lectures, we live stream. Um, you participate so in the live lectures? I do not. That's a shame. Okay. If I signed up for your beauty school online okay. or in person, I would want someone to emulate, someone with your energy, someone who motivate people. That's as important as the technical knowledge, of course. Okay. You know, I think you're crazy to hide the gold in the closet, which is what you're doing. Okay. No, really. And instead, you're working behind the scenes, messing with the straightening out the closet. You're supposed to be the gold, the front man. You know, and you, somebody else is supposed to follow up for you. But I think you just have the wrong people. And I also think you're probably not a great a director to direct them, but mm -hmm. somebody else could be. Okay. How would I learn those skills until I found somebody to like have better, clear directives? It's a lot you could do. Uh, one, do you have face to face meetings with them or is it by email directions? Face to face. 
that's terrific, okay? I've gotten in the habit my whole life because I move fast and I sometimes give direction that's not so clear and I've gotten much better at it by always saying to the person, could you tell me what you just heard? Mm. If I make okay. a deal that they do this idea, can you tell me what our deal is? I just want to make sure I'm communicating well. So I don't put it on anybody. I always put it on myself. Can you just repeat to me what you think you heard? Okay. And then you see all the blips along the way. I, I happen to think that's a great way to manage people. But again, if you're managing the wrong person and they tell you what they heard and they aren't really capable of doing it, it's not going to help you. You need the right raw material. Um, you know what I like to ask, even in the interview, which I think is so telling on a scale of one to 10, how organized are you? Hmm. Okay. People who say seven and eight, I never hire for anything. Because honest to God, unless you have someone organized in every position, they just don't come through for you. you know? Unless they're running the company, maybe, but you're running the company. Yeah. I would hate to see you give up your business right now or sell it because obviously you have a gift for development. You have a gift for making something small, big. I mean, 300 people in four years is honestly amazing. What if you had 3,000 people and you could sell your business for 60 million? Woo! Yeah, girl. <laughs> what if you had 300 people and you couldn't sell your business, but the more mass you have, the more saleable it is? What if you knew you could be a millionaire in a couple of years if you could get the right people working for you and if you could put your beautiful face and energy front and center? I bet you'd be motivated to find the right people. Yeah, yeah, that's, I like that. So I would just advertise for one person. Need someone to run education and all operations of a grown beauty school business. Okay, okay. And why didn't you promise to interview 20 people? Great salary, great atmosphere, great growth. That's what everybody wants to hear. If you interview 20 people on Skype or on FaceTime, you would find a winner. Good luck to you. Thank you, Barbara. It's Barbara. Just call her. It's Barbara. Hello, this is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Um, I was wondering, when do you think is too late to consider changing careers? Um, I'm looking for a job where I feel like I'm fulfilled and I'm happy doing, um, but I'm very well settled where I'm at. And I don't know if it's too late to change careers. Well, you don't sound like a whippersnapper to me. So it sounds to me that your change uh, might be overdue. When is the time to change your career the moment you think about it? That's the time you have to plan to change it because you're dissatisfied. Why be in something a minute longer than you have to if you don't like what you're doing? Life's too short. You can change your career at 50, at 60, at 70. Hey, I changed my career at 55, and I've had a long-lasting, very, very satisfying career ever since. I would change again if my business went bad, or if I got bored, I'd start another business. No, get out there and change your career. Just figure out what the steps are needed to make it happen. Hey, some of my best questions, honest to God, come into my Business Unusual Facebook group. I'm going to answer those questions today. We're going to try it rapid fire style, 30 seconds or less. And by the way, if you're interested in business, don't miss my Business Unusual Facebook group. 
we have the coolest conversations going on there. I'm learning more from people than they're learning from me. Okay, we're ready for rapid fire right now. Quick questions, quick answers. And for a little help today, I'm bringing in my chipmunks. You know why? They talk fast, so they're gonna help me stay on track. How do I tell my parents I want to go to fashion marketing school when they want me to go to business school? Oh, easy. You just march right in within the next half hour and tell them. Don't prep, just speak from your heart. Tell them why you want to do it and that you would never be interested in business school and get them on your side. Just tell them. Stop thinking about it. Just go in and tell them. If they're good parents, you're not asking them to go to the beach for a year or send you to Europe for leisure travel. If they're good parents, they'll hear your message and they'll say yes. How did you start your business? But most importantly, why? I guess I started my business because I got an opportunity of a $1,000 loan. I thought, why not? I had already had 22 jobs. I never liked a single boss that I worked for. And I thought it was kind of cool sounding. Hey, I have my own business. I hate to admit that that was really the reason I started. But I thought, let me give a shot at being my own boss. That it succeeded as well as it did from the get-go was amazing to me. Now in hindsight, I realized the real reason I started my business is I wanted to create something. You can't create something great when you're working for somebody else because you're creating their dream or helping their dream come true. When you work for yourself, you can dream it and you can make it. And there's no better satisfaction and freedom in the world than being able to do that. And that's really now why I realized I not just started the business, but why I worked it so hard for 25 years before selling it. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.